Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we are honored to hear from Shannon Belzer as she has a conversation with one of our podcast hosts, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing the topics surrounding marketing strategies and techniques, partnering with other organizations to build your organization, as well as how church leaders can utilize marketing strategies to invite others to engage within the church. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of E to the Power of Three podcast. I am the Kelty Bloom, and I am joined today with Shannon, who is going to share with us a lot about social marketing, just marketing in general. I'm already, I was just telling you, so naive in this topic, so <laughs> myself, I'm really excited to learn about this. But you've done a few breakout sessions at our leadership retreat on this and um, have people have found it so encouraging Aww. and just insightful. And so yeah. we really wanted to dive a little bit deeper in that today and just give people some practical tips and advice. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, we would love if you could just introduce yourself and share a little bit about you, maybe how you got involved with Bridging the Gap as well. Well, my name is Shannon Velser, and um, my husband and I are church planters. Our church is no longer a church plant, but we planted one 10 years ago (laughs) uh, together in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. We have two adorable little boys that are also very, very adventurous. So I have a seven-year-old whose name is Asher the Smasher. And then I have an 11-year-old, Aiden, who's about to turn 12. And um, he is my athletic boy and uh, definitely an Enneagram 3, I can already tell. So it's kind of funny to start seeing your kids' personalities. Um, And I have always had a foot, one foot in the marketplace, which would be secular or the business world, and one foot in the church in terms of ministry leadership and our church plant and as we've been growing. Um, my responsibilities there have changed and grown. So um, that's a little bit of my history. I did not plan on going into ministry. My plan was always to go into business. Mm-hmm. And God did a huge work in my life right after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, with a degree in human resources, um, and so it wasn't in marketing, but mm-hmm. it was in business. And God just kind of changed my steps around. And I'm so excited he did. But uh, it's funny how if something is a passion in our heart, a God-given passion, uh, he always kind of brings it to the forefront at mm-hmm. the right time time and place. So um, in the last probably five years, I've been doing a lot of marketing and social media marketing Mm -hmm. on accident. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that works out, Uh right? I always say that, like, you know, those desires and passions that you have in your heart, really keep tabs of those because they may come full force in the future at some point. Often not in our timing or in the things and the ways that we imagine, but 100% they do. I feel like when we're really leaning into God's direction for the decisions and the steps we take, I do feel like he kind of brings things all the way around mm-hmm. full circle at the right time. So Right. And it's funny how they often can merge together. Like you yes. said, you being in church ministry yeah. and kind of helping be a huge part in that church plant. And now you have this amazing tool. And yes. marketing is a huge aspect yes, of <laughs> being in the church. So I can't wait to definitely come back to that in a little bit and talk about how that has been a benefit for you. But would you mind just sharing a little bit about what that marketing journey has looked like? What have you sure. been involved in? Yeah. What are you doing now? 
know-how, all the good stuff. Yeah. So, like I said, I didn't go to school for marketing, mm-hmm. but I think that when you're in organizations that are growth-oriented or strength-based, like where where they put people in their strengths, everywhere I've been, whether it's church or in business, I've found myself people putting me in the marketing spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from event planning, which is a form of marketing, mm-hmm. to community engagement and uh, working to um, consciously form partnerships with like-minded business owners uh, for businesses I've represented Mm -hmm. in community engagement. Um, Those are all kind of types of marketing. But in the last five years, I've really gotten um, coaching in the area of social media marketing because it is definitely the greatest form, I would say, of easy and expensive marketing. Um, And at this point, uh, when I work with a new business client, I will just let them know if, if you have a business of a certain size, if you're medium sized or larger and you don't have a social media presence, um, it really speaks to a new person, a new client or a new, mm. uh, a, you know, a new patient. If it's for a doctor's office, which I've worked with, uh, it almost speaks to it gives people doubt about how uh, stable your mm. organization might be because mm-hmm. they are almost expecting now a stabilized, mature organization has a social media presence. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, nowadays, I believe people are, and studies show, people are looking at social media before they look at a website. So websites, they have their place, but really people are, uh, if you're looking at a doctor's office or somebody who's selling a product, they're pre-qualifying their choices mm. by shopping you online before they ever come into your office or come into or go online to click the purchase button. Mm-hmm. So basically, social media is now that pre-qualifier. If people are going to, even for a church, people will look at your church online and they're going to have a pretty good idea of what, if you do a good job telling your story, um, they're going to have a good idea of what they're coming into Mm -hmm. and what kind of church they're finding. And if they're looking for something specific and your church doesn't match that, they're probably not going to bother visiting. But Mm -hmm. if they come through your front doors, more than likely they've researched your social media and they're already really feeling like it's a good fit. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if you tell your story really well and you really um, make sure to, you you know, just through pictures and through imagery and through the stories you're telling, you make sure to represent yourself truthfully. Mm -hmm. And honestly, people, when they come in, they're going to know pretty quickly, okay, I mean, our growth track at our church, people sign up very quickly. And I think it's because we're telling our story on social mm. media. So that when the, by the time they come, they're not going to sit for three services to decide. They've actually decided online hmm. if we're the home church for them. More than likely, we already are if they're coming through our doors. And now they're ready to take the next steps immediately yeah. versus if they didn't know anything about us, they would be coming in and maybe yeah. trying it out for a month before they made that decision. Yeah. That's a really good point because uh, there's so many churches like mm-hmm. there, and there's so many businesses. So you've said yeah. dentist's office and doctor's office yeah. that people really are doing that research ahead of yeah. time. What do you think are important pieces that you need to be putting on your social mm-hmm. media platform, mm-hmm. but not so much that it's too overwhelming? Yeah. You know, so what are those pieces that we yeah. need to have? It's a great question. So I think one piece outside of social media that I would encourage people from a marketing aspect is reviews, reviews, reviews. Yeah. If you are an organization, I don't care if you're a church, a nonprofit, or a for-profit, if you are in the business of of either, you know, the nonprofit world of, of providing an experience or providing a product, mm-hmm. people's reviews really, really are 
what people uh, are reading and trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of mistrust for a lot of the big celebrity faces and figures. There's a lot of uh, skepticism right now in society about um, people in power even. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually seeing that people are gravitating towards their local influencers. I want to know what Joni up the street says about the church. Mm-hmm. I don't care what uh, the commercial says you are. I want to know what Joni says you are. Because you were paid to say that probably. Because you were paid to say that and you have an agenda. But mm-hmm. Joni doesn't have an agenda. So those Google reviews are super, super important for any organization. Um, and then when it comes to social media, what I what I think Google reviews, why those are so significant is because people are giving their personal experiences. Mm-hmm. They're sharing their personal experiences and they have no agenda. They have no marketing behind them. They have nothing they're selling. They're just sharing. Yeah. And, um, and so when people look at those, that's why they're trusting them a lot. When you move into the social media influence that you have, I think sharing authentic stories of the transformation that either your church or your product is giving people in their life, sharing the story of mm-hmm. how it's impacting people's lives positively is huge. So, um, for example, I just we just launched a new growth track that I was a part of, you know, um, creating for our church. Well, for me to online really pull new people in and and really um, not sell, I don't like the word sell, but to really engage new people into our growth track, what would be a really great strategy, which is going to be my strategy mm-hmm. coming forward, you know, is what I'm working on right now, actually, is I'm going to take pictures of real life people and I'm just going to share what, how did growth track change Monica's life? Mm. What was it about growth track? Why was it worth her time? What did she experience? What did she learn? And how did that impact her life in a way where it was a transformational experience. Mm -hmm. Now, one, if my growth track is not giving a transformational experience, then I probably need to revisit the growth track. But if you have something, (laughs) right, Mm -hmm. if you have something and when it comes to churches, we have Jesus, right? Yeah. And so we know our product is good. And he's not a product, but there's <laughs> right. nothing better to sell in terms right. of We're like, like we know this life is good. changer transformation. <laughs> we know the, that it's the real mm-hmm. deal and we know the stories of transformation. So sharing those stories, I think, is huge and sharing them authentically because mm-hmm. of the skepticism of um, big names and agendas. Uh, I just think sharing everyday stories and doing it really well is a huge place to start for your organization. Um, I also think from a business strategy, really sharing your vision and your mission along with your core values without like splashing it out there. Here's our vision, blah, blah, blah. Here's Mm. our mission, blah, blah, blah. Here's a core value. I mean, telling it through story is really engaging. Nobody wants to feel like, oh, they're marketing me. Yeah. And a story isn't doesn't it isn't marketing. It's it should be just an authentic experience you're sharing. So yeah. how did I help Monica know God? Yeah. Well, here's how. And I could share that part of our vision or mission through her story. So mm-hmm. I do think that people are really weary of anything that feels marketing or salesy. They're really dis dis um not interested in it and there's even a lack of trust if they feel like that's the agenda. That completely makes sense cuz if you feel like you're being sold something yep. it's like eh, but if you feel like you're being valued yep. like if I come here I'm going mm-hmm. to feel like a valued member of the church family. Yeah. Yep. So having those testimonials mm-hmm. and th- those things of okay this person came in feeling this way and now they feel yes. this way. I feel that way. So yeah. if I come this might be something that I can work through as well. Right. It's huge. Okay. And then, and then the other piece is, McKelty, if you're in my community and you're attending my church and I put your picture and your story up, 
that's going to pull in people that I'll never know. Mm. Yeah. And that's going to engage them with our vision and mission because now the people who are connected to you are going to more than likely uh, be drawn to that or possibly see that and now engage in our story. And now they're a part of our story because they know you mm-hmm. and your story is a part of our story. Yeah. And so it's that connection of just the local influencer. And we're all influencers in a sense. We all have our personal friends and family that we're connected to. So you don't have to be Kim Kardashian to be an influencer. Yeah. But if as a local organization, I can connect with local people and share their stories, then I'm reaching more people than mm-hmm. just my target this is who I know I'm reaching now who you know and mm-hmm. if it's a, if it's the story of Christ or the story of what you know Christ has done in your life that's amazing because now I'm expanding my reach mm-hmm. uh, just by sharing who you are and your story and your picture mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that piece of going through other people is huge right now mm-hmm. like you could call it a trend that's mm-hmm. something it is, that yeah, yeah. it's a trend it's <laughs> 100% a trend yeah. it's something that I've used a lot with just podcasting in general is just asking you know if I'm interviewing someone like hey will you also post this podcast, yeah, this interview, absolutely. because then you're reaching all of your people as well and yeah. can be impacted in that way. So that can be a good strategy. Yep. A hundred percent. It is. Yeah. So speaking of strategies, <laughs> what would you say? We kind of talked a lot about like, okay, this is what that, that page would look like, but even just strategies in general with marketing on posts mm-hmm. or marketing in your just local community, sure. what are tips and advice you can give in those areas? So real basic, like I said, uh, if you're, if you're, an organization and a local community, I think it's important that we partner together with like-minded people mm-hmm. or even just with people who who we value. Like I, as a church, I am not going to partner with a local strip club. There's <laughs> always a conflict of interest. I can partner with them in outreach, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to promote them, okay, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So we can partner with them, actually. We can partner with anybody as a church, but if I am going to cross-promote, I'm going to Make sure that they don't have a conflict of our values. I'm not going to cross-promote the tobacco shop on my church page. Mm -hmm. I might cross-promote Jim, whose life was changed, Mm -hmm. who owns the tobacco shop, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So finding people who you share common interests or values with. Um, But for example, we're doing this uh, summer, we're going to do Food Truck Sunday at our church, Mm -hmm. and we have a huge parking lot. I know, right? (laughs) Come on, somebody, as they say, right? Here I go. Well, our church happens to be located in a kind of a busy intersection and we have way more parking than if our building was a thousand percent full. They mm. just happen to put a lot of parking at our church and it's a <laughs> blessing. I mean, we have yeah. more than we need. Yeah. So even if we're like packed on the inside, there's still a lot of space in our parking lot. It mm-hmm. just was overdone. And so because we're on a corner lot, we're going to bring in these food trucks. We're going to only bring five because we want to make sure they all sell enough for it to be worth their time. Mm-hmm. And they're going to set up shop every Sunday in the summer. And so we're going to cross promote with them. My husband's going to do, we're going to pay for and run the ad to promote these local food trucks because one, COVID hit restaurants really hard. Oh, yeah. Food business is really hard. Two, we believe in our community business owners and we value what they're doing because um, these people are are bringing commerce. They're bringing jobs. They're doing something, even if it's not the same mission as the church. They still have great value in our community. Um, three, I don't know their faith stories, but I'm kind of sure. I, I know a few of them are not church people already, but now the church is providing a, a form of value for local people who have influence. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're going to run an ad and just say, hey, 
welcome to the community. We're going to have enough parking if you come to church and come for the food trucks or just come for the food trucks. Mm-hmm. We're here. We'll be here every Sunday. Come check out faith, food, and, uh, food and Faith. You know, we'll, I like we'll, Footh. 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 <laughs> I mean, we could really just rebrand that. Footh. Um, <laughs> faith. Uh, faith. Wow. That, that is a hard word to say together. That's faith hard. and food. Faith and so, food. So, um, you know, come for the the food, stay for the faith if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we will do when we run this ad is we will take those local food trucks because it's going to build their business mm-hmm. because people are looking for food trucks right now. Mm-hmm. And what they do without us even asking, um, a food truck that is coming out just promoted today. I didn't ask her to, but she promoted our Easter service on her food truck page. Oh, wow. And she was like, I love these people. Come check out their Easter service. I did not have to ask her, yeah. but I have provided value for her. She gets to use our parking lot on Saturdays. And so it's that partnership yeah. of partnering with people in your community and valuing what, how we can be um, a value to them mm-hmm. and giving back and adding value to the people who are a part of our community, investing in our community. Um, they will invest back in what Ways that we don't even see sometimes. So that cross partnering to be yeah. very strategic um, with that, and and to churches can be known to want to take from businesses, but what if we can give back to businesses? Mm-hmm. And there is value there that I think um, we see a lot in our church happening. Yeah. That's good. So what are more trends that you are seeing on social media right now? Because that's, I mean, you said it from the beginning. That Mm -hmm. is like the biggest way right now in marketing. What are trends that you're seeing that people in business, you know, church leaders, ministry, it's good for them to know. All of the trends in marketing, they're synonymous across, you know, the the trends of marketing is a lot about the psychology and the emotions of people. Mm. And so whether whether the church is, you know, Society has trends, and so, like, if the church is out of line <laughs> and isn't aware of the psychology or the trends of people and is marketing, like, 10 years ago style, like, they're not going to be relevant. Yeah. So you can use the same principles, whether it's a church or a business. Mm-hmm. I would say being aware of the psychology of people is what you really want to keep tabs on when it comes to the way that you share your message. Um, so for a long time, because of COVID, or what seems like a long time, <laughs> it, was a lot of, it was a lot of virtual connection, and we will still stay connected even though we're isolated in our homes were still connected in these virtual ways. And there was all of that. Um, what I would suspect the upcoming trends are and what I've heard from, you know, people much smarter than me who are marketing <laughs> geniuses, literally, uh, the, the trend that is coming down the pipeline is going to be doing things together. People, okay. now that we are we are coming out of COVID, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, however you feel about COVID, the numbers are going down. And uh, we suspect by spring and summer, the marketing trends are going to line up with the changes of COVID. And to be honest, there was a lot of marketing that they had to use to keep people isolated inside, right? You mm-hmm. know, it was Mask yeah. Up Minnesota. It was Stay Home, Stay Safe. Yeah. It was, those are marketing. Those are marketing trends. That's 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 how they got us to do what we did. <laughs> they yeah. had to market it to us and, and, and place emotions in us that made us compelled to do those things. Mm. Uh, if we were not emotionally compelled to Mask Up Minnesota, we wouldn't have done it. If we were not emotionally compelled to stay in our homes when we prefer to be with other people, we wouldn't have done it. That's so, a great point. Yeah, I mean, it's all the emotions and the psychology of people. That's what marketing is. And so what they're going to have to do to get society, a semblance of normalcy back into society as the COVID numbers go down is they're going to have to appeal to our emotions and our psychology. Um, As pastors, we know there are a lot of people that even if 
it is safe. There's such a psychological damage done yeah. that was done that that um, they're going to have to be psychologically encouraged to come back out again or yes. to do things that that even if it's safe, they suddenly feel skeptical of. So the marketing is going to have to bring people out of COVID. Mm. Um, and so just talking about togetherness, talking about doing things together, uh, coming back together, that's going to be a huge thing that we'll see down the pipeline. I don't think right now, but I would guess a few months out and maybe it'll even start a little bit right now um but that's going to be a huge trend because the marketplace needs people to get back out yeah and the world needs people to get back out but they are there are many many that need to be emotionally compelled to get back out mm. and so the marketing is going to encourage that yeah how do you find the right partners for you? Do you think people mm. look more towards community, towards mm. who they align with in values? How do you find a person to partner with? Well, I will say when I first started working um, in community engagement, which part of my job was to go out and help build partnerships with like-minded business owners, mm -hmm. I am a connector. So I can find connection in just about anybody with anything. But what I realized is that it is really quickly is that if you do not share the same value system, it just doesn't usually work very well. So there has to be some alignment in values. So for the church to partner with food trucks, we value our community and mm -hmm. serving our community. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's where our alignment is and that's where I focus on. Um, I'm not trying to, I'm not a, but, but the chiropractic office will never partner with the food trucks because they are the greasy food trucks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, they that makes are, sense. They are hundred percent yeah. out of alignment. Mm -hmm. I am promoting health and wellness. I cannot bring the fast food truck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. I can bring the kombucha truck. We've done yeah. that. Yep. I can bring the, uh, the clean green, you know, yeah, food like truck. crispy greens so, or something like So there like has that. to be, there can't be a misalignment. There has to be an alignment. And I think the closer the partnership, the more in alignment you have have to be mm -hmm. um, because then you you will start if you're if you're really closely partnering with someone and there are misalignments um, it, it will become a struggle to keep it uh, to keep it authentic the authenticity mm -hmm. it's going to be hard for me to really authentically partner with somebody if there is a misalignment in their values with us even if mm -hmm. three out of the four well I can do you can park on my parking lot you, mm -hmm. you we have one shared value but my partnership is rather loose with you mm -hmm. right like yeah. we're not I'm not you're not coming in and preaching yeah. You're not in my kids' ministry. You're in our parking lot selling food. Mm -hmm. So we, we share the value of community. But if I'm going to have you in our pulpit and you're preaching something in your personal page that is mm -hmm. not in alignment with our, we've got a problem. Yeah. So I think the closer the partnership, the more in alignment it has to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is something that I have learned both in the church world and in the for-profit um, I actually learned it in the for-profit, but I've also heard it in the nonprofit. Um, there are safe partnerships, and business owners uh, will specifically say, I don't want to, or the business owner I've worked with, I do not want to partner with this person because it becomes all about them and building them. Mm. It's all about what they do. It's all about taking people over there. It's all about, look at me. This is what I do. This is who I am. And they're building themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a partnership. That, that's not merging. That's not yeah. mer that's not, and it's not merging, but it's not partnering, right? Mm -hmm. If you have your own agenda and it's all about you, that's not a real partnership. Like for our church to pay for the social media ads to help these food trucks make business, I mean, they're going to bring new people onto our property. That's yeah. our value. Yeah. We want to get people who would never come onto our church property onto the church property. But we're giving to them as well. We're mm -hmm. not just taking. I'm paying for the ads, and I am 
highlighting them on our page and I'm bringing them business. And so um, if it was just, hey, show up and we just want to, we just yeah. want to market people. And I mean, that's right. That's, right. That's that makes very, sense. Um, so if the agenda is not to truly build each other up, uh, it will become problematic and it's not worth the investment. So if it, if it becomes about, hey, the other person only and it's not a mutual beneficial partnership, then it's not really a partnership. Yeah. And and there are there are safe business owners. There are even safe churches <laughs> yeah. where, hey, is it about building your church or is it about building the kingdom? Yeah. Is it about building mm. your business or is it about helping each other? That's right. Good. And yeah. so you really have to identify that when you're getting to know the person. What's their agenda? What's their motive? Mm -hmm. And if it's pure and you are both on the same page, that's awesome. If you sense uh, they just are going to be a taker, that's probably not a good partnership. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So question for you then. When we are, let's say I'm throwing an event and I want to start promoting for it. What are strategies that I need to Mm. utilize looking at that? So how often am I posting? What am I posting? What platforms am I utilizing? What are strategies you have? Well, I would say it depends on, so people buy on Facebook a lot of services and some, but products are more on Instagram. Um, I feel like events can probably be, you have to have a place on Facebook still for events, but you can promote the imagery and the fun of it and the feeling of it on Instagram. I think I think really what you do with social media, though, is uh, you figure out your target audience. Mm-hmm. Where are they most likely to be? Um, business owners still use Facebook because most of the people with money are a little older and the older yeah. people are still on <laughs> Facebook. Instagram is more lifestyle. It's a younger demographic, although it's growing. And I mean, it could shift to 100% there. Who knows? I mean, we never know. But um but I think, you one, you have to look at your target audience and where are they hanging out? And then number two, what are they hanging out there for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are not on certain platforms to buy or to figure out an event. They just want to see somebody sing and dance or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So figuring out your target audience, figuring out the platform. And then I would say master that platform 100%. Rather than trying what some people try to do, and I do not do this, so I don't know anything about TikTok. But no, I don't The <laughs> people I work for have no interest in being on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So although it could be fun for me there's no value in me figuring it out right now. That could change and I might have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But for right now, they don't want me putting any hours in on that. So I'm putting it in on Facebook. I'm mastered. I've mastered that. I'm mastering that or continually remastering that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I would say one, figure out your target audience Two, figure out the platform, master it. And, and, and don't add a second one until you've mastered the first one. And then third, I definitely, as we know, stories, stories, in terms of like Instagram reels or stories on Facebook, those are huge. Um, And then the other thing is with posting, um, telling the stories and great imagery. I think if you're a certain size business, you should be paying a professional photographer at this point to Mm. get some really great shots. Plus, I like the mixture of raw, which is just, hey, somebody had their iPhone in the office and they took this and it's a great shot. It's authentic moment. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I wouldn't have a professional photographer here for that moment, yeah. but we want to capture it and share it. A staff meeting or something fun that's going on, mm-hmm. you're not going to hire a professional photographer, it's but I want to share the personality. It. Catching the personality. Yeah. Yep. And so there's that piece. But then when it comes to actually marketing who you are, the vision, the mission, the core values, there should be some really high level imagery to go with it. And it doesn't have to 
to be a professional, um, but it has to be high quality. It's worth taking the time to edit those photos, make them look beautiful because you're more explaining and sharing the story of your brand. So I think there's a place so for both. Um, and, and I really think if you focus on sharing the stories, that's the biggest thing of what you do and how it impacts people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing for consistency, I think as long as you have a consistent rhythm, that's the most important. Your rhythm, what you can do, do it only you know as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And don't you don't have to overdo it. I wouldn't do more than two posts a day um, and some stories every day. But if you can't do that consistently, mm. but you can do one story a day, I'd rather see somebody do one thing a day and do it consistently than oh one day I did seven things and then mm. for a week I was off. That makes sense. That that shows instability if you're an organization. That shows okay. oh they're not very organized and sometimes I see them and sometimes I don't. So mm. consistency is actually a really big key to stability. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's Mm -hmm. a really good point. Yeah. So what are some other resources that you might have for people that if someone's like, okay, I really want to know more about this, maybe how do they connect with you or what are things that you have found really beneficial in working with? So I, I have, um, let me pull open. (laughs) I have one book that I love, um, which is the building a story brand by Donald Miller. (laughs) Um, he, he has, if you're, if you're new as an organization or if you've never done this as an organization, he read the book and then build your story brand brand script, which helps you identify your target customer Mm -hmm. or target audience. Um, A lot of times in marketing, we try to market to everybody. Let's Mm. just throw pasta at the wall and hope something (laughs) sticks. Well, effective strategy is let's just keep focusing on that one target audience. Let's it, let's create the avatar of who that person is, and let's literally pretend that we're talking to Susie every time we put a post out. I'm talking to Susie mm. every time, every time. Mm-hmm. I have her in my mind when I'm sharing, um, and that is going to be more than likely a, an effective strategy for reaching Susie, rather than hoping I get you know Jim and Bob and Susie and, yeah. and right. And so I'm kind of pulling in a little bit of everybody, but also nobody. Yeah. So know your target audience, define that. And in that story brand, brand script does a great job of helping you do that. Um, and I, I follow their podcast as well. They have a great bo- podcast about just telling stories and how to tell stories effectively, which is marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also, I'm trying to open my phone because I'm mind blanking on the woman's name right now, but there's a gold digger, gold digger podcast. And she has a great social media po- um, following. And I will listen to hers on um, and Jasmine Starr is another one. She's mm-hmm. a great social media influencer. So sometimes um, if there's an area that I'm trying to develop more um, creativity in, I'll listen to a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because marketing is also emails. It's it's all websites. It's so much. It's so many different things. So if there's an area where I'm like, man, I got to think about our website again, or I got to think about how I'm telling this story, I'll, I will refresh with a podcast and it kind of gives me creative ideas. Yeah. No, those are great resources. And I, like you said, I think that you can always be you know, searching for more. And you mentioned this at the beginning, it's always changing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't like fully master social media or marketing or anything because it's always evolving. Like reels on Instagram just became a thing Mm -hmm. and everyone's freaking out about it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, all right, now I got to figure this out. So Mm -hmm. my goodness. Well, well, thank you for those resources and that insight. That's super helpful. And we have touched a little bit on this already, but, um, 
in this idea of church ministry and marketing, you know, you yeah. just have so much experience in that. So we've shared a little bit about it as we've gone along. But any final, you know, thoughts or advice that you have for leaders that are listening, just in regards to marketing and ministry that maybe we yeah. haven't touched on that you're like, oh, we got to talk about this. Well, I I do think that churches we struggle with marketing um, because, to be honest with you, of uh, for a lot of reasons, but I think that when we realize that marketing is just telling a story, um, and and here's the other thing, when people sense that you're you're marketing them and that it's about you and it's look at me, look what I have done, look who I am. Mm. Nobody likes that. No, it's unattractive. It actually and it churches do it, businesses do it, individuals do it. Like those are the people you unfollow on social <laughs> media because mm-hmm. it's always about look at me, look at me, look at me. People don't enjoy that. It's not engaging and it doesn't seem authentic unless they're also sharing look at look at the things I'm learning or struggling through. There is a level of that that's engaging, but that's that's um, not what I'm talking about. What I would encourage churches to do is just be really comfortable telling the stories of what God is doing in a really good way, in a concise way, mm-hmm. um, and to really think about who your message is reaching, how it's reaching their ears, and, and how even the language that we use um, you know, we can definitely get stuck very easily in church language. Oh, yeah. And so really, who is your audience and how are you using their language and how are you connecting with them and how they might be feeling? And just even before you share something online, thinking about the emotions that somebody might be, the emotional state they might be in and the emotions that they are going to feel reading something. Mm-hmm. Oh, so great. Well, oh, thank, thank you, you again, thank Shannon. You, and um, is there a way people can connect with you if they have more questions? Or Yeah. Uh, my email is my first and last name, Shannon Velser, V as in Victor, E-L-S as in Sam, O-R at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not on LinkedIn because I'm not looking for more work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean yep. that in a bad nope, way, but I'm I like, I don't, I don't, I'm good. <laughs> I get it. Oh, well, thank you again for thank coming in today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Shannon Velzer and McKelty Bloom on various marketing strategies and techniques to build your organization and how church leaders can utilize marketing strategies to invite others to engage within the church as well. Make sure to follow us at MNBTG on social media or check out MNBTG.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.